You're listening to Sabah al-Muslim on Radio Islam International. It's time for the weekly edition of the Palestine Report with Mulana Ibrahim Musa. Welcome, Mulana, to the program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mufti. Uh, well, the first story we focus on, a prominent Palestinian political detainee passes away in Israeli jail. Yes, his name is uh, Nasser Abu Hamid. He passed away last week, Tuesday, uh, and this after battling with lung cancer for several months. Now, what this story has done is once again raised awareness about the conditions of uh, Palestinian detainees in Israeli jails. Uh, there's medical malpractice from uh, the doctors who work within the Israeli system. And also there's uh, the inhumane system that exists within these prisons that, uh, that prevents their families from visiting their loved ones with ease, particularly uh, in very difficult situations such as the one that we, we saw. And uh, fingers are being pointed at the uh, Israeli prison system for years of negligence and uh, not allowing adequate treatment uh, for prisoners with uh, chronic uh, diseases such as these. Uh, and if uh, treatment was allowed in the early stages, uh, then, then obviously uh, the escalation of the uh, illness would be prevented. Now, but about, uh, about this prisoner and his family, which obviously uh, tells us why this is such a big and prominent story in Palestinian society. Abu Hamid uh, was born in Gaza, later moved on uh, to the Al-Amari refugee camp in Ramallah. And uh, his, uh, what brought him to prison was his role in the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade, which is the armed wing of the Fatah movement. In actual fact, he was sentenced to seven life sentences plus 50 years by the Israelis for his, uh, uh, his resistance activity. Uh, he, uh, after he passed away, the Palestinian uh, Prisoner Society saying that uh, he, this is not an isolated case. There have been more than 600, or at present there are more than 600 Palestinian prisoners who are sick, uh, 24 of them suffer from cancer. Uh, this out of a total of about 5,000 Palestinian political prisoners at the moment. So one uh, part of the story is uh, the, uh, the, 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 the uh, prominence that he had uh, in resistance activity. The other is uh, the prominence of his family uh, and particularly his mother in Palestinian society for raising an entire family uh, who have been so deeply embedded in resistance activity. So his mother's name is Latifa Abdul Hamid. She's also been referred to as uh, the Hansa of Palestine because in addition to Nasser, who has now passed away, she's had another son uh, who uh, also was martyred in 1994. And four of her other sons who are still alive, all of them are currently serving life sentences uh, in Israeli jail. Some of them uh, actually four life sentences, five life sentences, uh, that, that's not the end of the story. A uh, uh, family home uh, in Ramallah has been demolished by the Israelis three times 
already because uh, of our family's uh, participation in resistance activities. Uh, and uh, she herself said in a previous interview that all of my sons have been arrested at some point for their resistance activities. I can't count how many times our home has been raided or how many times they've beaten us and tried to humiliate us. I'm talking about a son now who has passed away. He said that even in his martyrdom, he was strong. This is his destiny and the destiny of the Palestinian people. As long as there is an enemy, an occupier, there will always be prisoners and martyrs. The final part of this is uh, that to add insult to injury, uh, the Israelis have not released the body uh, of Nasser Abu Hamid, who has passed away now. Uh, and this is persecution of Palestinians, even in death. Uh, and as a result of this, uh, there won't be proper closure for the family. There won't be a proper funeral. And the reason behind this, one is tormenting the family. The other is the Israelis try to use this as a bargaining chip. As we know, the Palestinian resistance holds some uh, Israeli, uh, Israeli soldiers as prisoners uh, or their bodies as prisoners, whatever the reality is. Uh, so the Israelis want to use uh, these Palestinians who have been martyred, who have passed away, keeping their bodies as bargaining chips in future negotiations over the exchange of the captured Israeli soldiers and uh, staggering statistic that since uh, 2015, uh, Israel has withheld the bodies of some 118 Palestinians who have now been denied a proper burial. Allah Rabbul Izzah grant uh, gentle firdaus to the marhumin and uh, grant ease to those uh, who are currently detained and to the families. Uh, let's move on. Israeli tech companies concerned about new Israeli government. A very interesting story. The backdrop of this, as we all know, it's in the past week after uh, negotiations spanning nearly two months. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said he's ready to form a new Israeli government. Uh, and uh, we know that this new government is full of corrupt and shady characters, uh, including uh, rabid races such as Itamar Ben-Gavir and uh, Basil Smotrich. Uh, we know then also that a very big PR point that Israeli government's past and present use towards the world is uh, they speak about Israel as being a startup nation, a tech, tech, technological wonder. Uh, so this technological expertise, uh, which Israel speaks of, while obviously on the outside being apparently very impressive, uh, we know that this has been built on a foundation of stolen resources from the Palestinians. And also, uh, there's also massive support financial support that flows in uh, to the Israeli state from outside the United States of America in particular. With that as a backdrop, uh, we've got a story now of hundreds of Israeli tech executives and entrepreneurs sending a letter next week, uh, last week to the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and they said in this letter that they're expressing concern over the devastating consequences for the economy in general and the high-tech industry in particular 
that may result from the legislative processes taking place now in the Knesset. Uh, the latter signatories include founders of startup companies, investors and managers of venture capital funds. Uh, they went on to say that the new laws would undermine confidence in Israeli democracy and may deter the investors who have driven the growth of this great industry. So what is concerning to these particular leaders uh, of the tech sector in, in Israel, uh, firstly, is that now there are attacks on the ju- judiciary. Uh, and uh, I think that that's understandable that uh, any society whose judiciary comes under attack uh, thereafter the you know the, the very fabric of that society can disintegrate. Uh, but more than that, I think what we should read into this is they are worried about uh, all these developments and the rise of the extreme right wing and the image that it presents to the outside world. And what is unspoken in all of what they are saying is that they are fearing uh, the effects of BDS and they are uh, are fearing that BDS is going to intensify. BDS has been successful thus far and it's only going to be more successful with uh, uh, you, you know, such brazen racism coming out of Israel, and they are fearful of such isolation. But what we need to also acknowledge is that these letters will not have an effect because uh, for somebody to criticize the Israeli government, you need to be a credible opponent of racism. Uh, and yeah, in the very letter, they talk about uh, democracy that is uh, existing. Uh, in the state of Israel, which is, uh, uh, you know, starting off on a, on, on a very weak footing because we know democracy has only been uh, a reality for Jewish Israelis and nobody else who uh, resides in the, in the, in the Holy Land. Uh, and, and also, uh, they, these kind of liberal Zionists want to have the occupation. They don't criticize the occupation. They want the occupation, but they do not want the consequences of, of the occupation. So essentially what they're saying is, uh, let's go back to the old way of doing things where we still suppress the Palestinians, but we uh, do it under a facade of a peace process and under the facade of a democracy. Uh, why is there a need for Israel to take its masks off uh, to the world. So uh, while it may seem to the outside that this is internal Israeli uh, rebellion against racism, I think we need to look at it a bit deeper. And this is just a group of people who are looking at their financial bottom line coming in jeopardy because of Israeli racism showing itself what it really is. Indeed, undoubtedly. Uh, a week of increased desecration at Masjid Laksa. And this is in the context, Mufti, of the uh, uh, Israeli settlers seeking to uh, celebrate elements of uh, Hanukkah inside Masjid Al-Aqsa. Uh, and uh, we, we saw uh, large numbers of, of uh, Zionists in the hundreds going up to Masjid Al-Aqsa uh, in the past week. Uh, and lots of the things that have been happening in this week have not been entirely new, but unfortunately, uh, these are unimaginable things before uh, that have now become routine in the blessed precincts of Masjid al-Aqsa. Uh, so uh, Jewish prayers have openly been occurring there. 
prostration rituals once again performed in Masjid Al-Aqsa in the past week, loud singing and dancing inside the Masjid. Uh, an area that we should really be concerned about is previously the settlers would only enter through one gate, which was the Magariba Gate of Masjid Al-Aqsa. Uh, now they are also agitating and have uh, entered and exited from another gate uh, in the uh, northeast area of Masjid Al-Aqsa, which is Bab al-Asbat, uh, the second time they've used this gate, uh, and this happened in the past week, which opens up another avenue for uh, the encirclement of Masjid Al-Aqsa. All of this should also be read at this moment uh, with the backdrop of, as we've spoken about, the new Israeli government and uh, the intentions, the stated intentions of the likes of now a minister, the security minister in the Israeli government, Itamar Ben-Gavir. They are part of the settlers' uh, movement and their, 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 uh, their, their interest in agitating uh, uh, events at Masjid al-Aqsa and also intensifying uh, the uh, presence of the settlers of Masjid al-Aqsa and using state resources to achieve uh, the goals of the temple movement. May Allah Rabbul Izzah protect the third haram of the mu'mineen and uh, keep it pure of all those who will desecrate it. Jazakumullah khair, Mullah, for the update this morning. Your time appreciated. That was Mulana Ibrahim Musa with the weekly edition of the Palestine Report focusing on a prominent Palestinian political detainee passing away as well as Israeli tech companies concerned about new Israeli government a week of increased desecration of Masjid al-Aqsa.